Welcome to the Iceland episode of the World Travel Dad Show. I'm currently recording from our balcony at an apartment in downtown Reykjavik. We'll see how this goes. There's a lot of background noise. It's currently 10 o'clock local time on a Thursday night. I'm overlooking the main street. Uh, it's a it's it's not pedestrian only, but for all intents and purposes, it is. You can sort of walk down the middle of the street, cobblestone lined street and old town Reykjavik lots of young people out um, and when I started this episode I I thought the Iceland episode would be more about the landscape and the top attractions and the bucket list nature of the destination but I think the episode really should be more about the culture of Iceland, the people we've met, the food, and really just an overall picture of the the culture. The people we've met in this country have been terrific. We haven't discerned any anti-American sentiment, and especially in Reykjavik, that English is is acceptable to use virtually anywhere, and nobody looks at you sideways when you start off a sentence in English. We did learn a few words of Icelandic, as is the usual course of business for World Travel Dad team. We try to learn at least five words of every language, no matter how obscure, and obviously languages like French, we really try to learn a lot more than five words. We started our trip by driving to the Pangveller National Park, straight from the airport. And that was a little over a week ago, about nine days ago to be exact. We were very jet lagged. And we made it to that national park, and it was very interesting. It is not a top attraction as far as I can tell, but it was very beautiful. The average temperature in Iceland year-round, excuse me, the average temperature during the summer is around 50 to 59 degrees Fahrenheit, and that's all summer. And so if you think about it, it's cold. It is called Iceland after all. From that location, we then drove to the town of Stickish Homer on the Snæfellsnes Peninsula, which is sort of the main travel destination outside of downtown Reykjavik and the Golden Triangle, which is a drivable route not far from 
Reykjavik that many tourists who are here for a few days will will try. You can get a tour bus, you can stay in Reykjavik, and if you only have two or three days, you can do that that golden triangle. But if you want something a little bit more, then Snæfellsnes is the closest. And that peninsula um, is about two hours from Reykjavik. We drove up to this town of Stikkesholmer, population 1,950. Well, let me back up. We actually first went to the town of Borgarnes, which I had heard of because that's where the Reka vodka distillery is, and I have a friend who drinks that vodka. On the way to Borgarnes, we passed a lot of uh, volcanic, a lot of evidence of volcanic activity, which really got everyone's attention to start the trip. We soon realized that what we were seeing was really the tip of the iceberg in terms of topography, landscape, and sheer dramatic scenery. The, the town I'm sorry, the town of Borgarnes. We stayed one night. It's a very nice town. And then the next day we drove on to Stickish Homer, which was another hour and a half. By the way, if it sounds like I'm whispering a bit, I finally got the kids to sleep, and everyone now is sleeping inside the apartment, and I don't want to be too loud out here on the deck. Now on to Stickish Homer. We arrived in the town uh, during um, kind of a cloudy, rainy day, which is quite common, we've learned here in Iceland. Our first stop in the town was a a little bakery outside of town and we picked up some fresh bread some smoked salmon and some cheese this is quite a quite a snack these are all items that our family really enjoys and it was a nice welcome into a nice entree into this town We'd soon uh, learn that the, the food was quite good in this town. And I think that's really the first takeaway, is that while Iceland is an island and the, the overall selection of food is not comparable to the United States, what you do find are quite good products. And that's something I've always felt is the case throughout Europe. And Stickish Homer was, was no different. The bonus grocery store we soon came to love is actually 
quite affordable. I had heard that that was the case, but I needed to see it for myself. And after doing the exchange rate calculations, I realized it was quite affordable. Many of the items we purchased were frozen, but I took it upon myself to make tasty meals for the whole family, even using the frozen ingredients. It's a bit shocking, especially for our kids. Back home in Colorado, we live close to a Whole Foods grocery store, and we're very often cooking fresh, organic ingredients, so frozen's not something our taste buds are used to, but we would have to get somewhat used to it shopping at the Bonus grocery store. Things in Iceland are quite expensive in comparison to Denver, Colorado. And that took some initial getting used to. And therefore, we cannot eat every meal out at a restaurant. It just wouldn't work for our budget. So we really had to stock up on some groceries. And once we were able to stock up on these groceries, we drove out to our cabin where we'd be staying, which was a three bedroom, one bath cabin overlooking the Brenda Fjorder Bay. If you look on a map of the Snifels, you can see that there's a, a bay that jets out past Stickish Homer and we would be staying right on this bay. It was about a 30 minute drive from town to get to the cabin. A lot of that was on a dirt road. Driving in Iceland you'll encounter many dirt roads, we learned. And most roads, if if paved, are only two road, two lane highways. So you need to be careful when driving, especially if you're tired, jet lagged, you, you really need to pay attention. And if you're renting a car, and it's a stick shift and you're not used to that, you really need to take that seriously. And I know many people are so excited about their trip, they don't take the time to familiarize themselves with the operation of a new vehicle, but I think that's vitally important. Our cabin was um, was quite nice, considering it was sort of out in the middle of nowhere, out in the countryside. But when you're in Iceland, you're, you're always surrounded by fairly high mountains. You're surrounded by the sea. And when the sun finally came out, the contrast of colors was riveting. Deep blues, greens, rays of sunshine, lots of sheep, horses, various types of birds, seagulls, and it was uh, very enjoyable. We did go out to one nice dinner at a restaurant right in downtown Stickish Homer at the harbor. There's a very cute harbor with a nice little um, hike that you can do around a rock outcropping that sort of sticks out from, from the harbor. And it's, it, you know, it's not like in the United States. It's not 
dangerous parts of any of these hikes are not well marked, so you really have to take that seriously. And I think people have gotten the message over the years, listening to you know Rick Steves. I know he is big on on that point that you really have to be careful.、Um, some of these drop offs are not very well marked, but at this harbor there. There's a fish and chip stand that was terrific. My daughter really, really enjoyed the fish and chips. It was a highlight for her, I'm sure of it. the The adults enjoyed the restaurant. I will not try to pronounce it, but we'll we'll link it in the show notes. Again, it's expensive, but it was、uh, worth it. It was terrific food. We had. Great seafood, scallops, mussels, haddock, cod cheeks. The kids actually really enjoyed cod cheeks. I didn't think I'd ever witness something like that. The final day in Stickish Homer, we decided to take an excursion on a boat for a couple of hours that goes out into this Brenda Fjorder Bay. And they do not promise that you will see a puffin, but one of the main goals is to see the puffins. And of course, within 20 minutes, we we saw many puffins, and the puffins did not disappoint. They they're very interesting. There were some other birds, a cormoran, and a different types of seagulls. And we drove around. We were on this boat, going around in the bay on on what was one of the only sunny days we had, and it was terrific. And I think I'll link that company in the show notes as well. Give them some credit. Toward the end of this boat cruise, the the crew put out a, a net. And dredged the bottom of the ocean and pulled up a huge pile of sea creatures: starfish,、uh, scallops, sea urchins, sea sponges, and the crew began to shuck these scallops, which I had never seen before. I I can shuck oysters, but it's scallops are different; they're easier to shuck. <laughs> And he did it with a butter knife, cut out the liver of the scallop, and we ate we ate as many fresh scallops as we could eat. He said it was not a packed boat; there were plenty of them. They they had a good catch that day. We put some wasabi on there, and that was quite memorable and a great way to cap off our stickish Homer experience. We got the boat back in. We drove back out to the cabin. We packed everything up, and the the sun was out on the deck till about 11 p.m. The sun's up until midnight here, and then it rises again at 2:30 in the morning, approximately. And so you you get a lot of light. And if it's cloudy, that can be a good thing. It can help you sleep. But if it's not cloudy, it can be very bright. Make sure you wear an eye mask. 
that final night we enjoyed the sun until nearly midnight and it was just a great way to cap off the experience we there was a trampoline on the property we were all sore from going on the trampoline i was able to get my world travel dad jogs in which makes me happy and we ate a lot of meals in the cabin which made sure our, our budget wasn't blown <clears throat> and just a fantastic area one of our days in Stickishomer we took the rental car and we drove around the entire Snyfellsness peninsula the whole trip took about 6 hours but it's a bit misleading because you end up stopping quite a bit it's really not that much driving you got to really pay attention to the road as the driver because there's something to see every 20 kilometers or so that's really worth stopping and getting out of the car we saw several waterfalls including what we were told was sort of a famous waterfall which was great but then one that was not marked that we we believe that it was going to be a, a destination soon they had some earth movers and they were trying to create sort of a stop area but we were one of only three or four people that were hiking up to this waterfall and it was spectacular it was better than the famous one we also saw a black sand beach which was terrific it was really amazing it was just sort of right off of the road didn't require a huge hike you you could do an hour and a half long hike from the parking lot there if you had the time the kids were getting a little bit antsy and so we decided to just walk straight down to the beach there was an old rusted ship that had broken apart and a bunch of the pieces of the ship had washed up on shore and i found that to be fascinating and so did my son who like me is into history and we tried to surmise where the ship came from what had happened and it looked like they left the pieces whoever took care of this park left the pieces there as sort of something to 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 look at and think about and then we kept driving we saw um there's a volcano you can hike to the top of kind of a smaller volcano but one that had blown its top and spread lava rock for miles and that was something i really had only seen i guess in hawaii years ago when i was a young kid but that type of volcanic activity is truly remarkable and really one of the one of the draws here of this entire island i believe on a sunny day this drive was beautiful 
stopped in the town of Olafsvik to grab some food. That's a town of about a thousand residents. Like many of these towns, it's small, it's quaint. Most people spoke English. It was not. It was not hard to figure out where to get some food or where to park. And we drove around the peninsula and went back to our place. And it really was a terrific drive. Everyone was was happy with that with that drive. I believe you could spend a week on this peninsula and really not get too bored. But for the for those that get a little bit stir crazy, you may want to think about getting up to the West Fjords if you had a week with our young kids. It doesn't make sense for us to ask them to be in the in the car for ten hours every day, and that's not something I want. Anyway, I like to stay put, and I like to get to know a place. And I think we really got a, a real taste of Stickishholmer, and I developed a, a bond and a relationship with that area. And I think it's a memorable part of traveling. And as I said. Started recording. We're in Reykjavik tonight. It's our last night, and a few things about Reykjavik. I had not done much research on this city. I hadn't given it much thought. It's a, it's the capital city, about 130,000 residents, which is about the size of a town I grew up in, Boulder, Colorado, and it really is. A manageable city. the The heart of the city is very manageable. There are a lot of scooters. It's walkable. There are some pedestrian-only areas, and there are tons of restaurants. It's an expensive city, but it it's it's very cute. And we had a great time. We spent two nights here. We we took the kids tonight to do a, a little fish and chips food tour. Kind of walked around, grabbed some ice cream. It's almost eleven o'clock at night. The sun's still. Well, it's a cloudy night, but there's plenty of light. Plenty of people walking around. The city, when the sun did come out yesterday, was really alive and looked like. People cut out of work early to go sit on the square, and I don't blame them. I think when you don't see a ton of sunlight, I think you find people that are true sun worshippers. I expect to find that in many places in the Scandinavian regions. And tomorrow we fly out to Oslo. Oh, and today we went to the the famous Blue Lagoon, which is a geothermal、um, hot spring that is、uh, truly remarkable. We had lunch. We had a great lunch of、uh, wolf fish, which is a local delicacy. Fresh wolf fish, you know, fresh vegetables, and、uh, it's truly remarkable. 
you know, again, wasn't it wasn't cheap. It was sort of an out of budget thing. If you're a budget traveler, I don't know. I think you should do the Blue Lagoon, but maybe maybe just eat at the cafe. You don't have to do the sit down meal.、Uh, or one thing we learned is culturally, it's not it's not frowned upon. If you sit at a restaurant and only get a soup and just dip some bread in it,、uh, or a salad or something like that, I know some cultures that's that's frowned upon. Icelanders don't seem to have an, any issue with that, and I really appreciated that because sometimes I wouldn't even order any food and I would just wait till other people that. We're eating with us, and my kids or my wife would maybe not finish all of their food, and I could, I could get what I needed. That way, that's one budget trick. The the tipping's included. You don't need to, you don't need to tip. So remember that. And currently, there's pretty good exchange rate to the dollar. So check your exchange rate. That could, that could fluctuate. It could. Work in your benefit, and again, we we did not discern any sort of anti-American sentiment. No reluctance to engage and speak English.、Uh, no annoyance at you know more American English-speaking tourists. I think it. I think tourism is a big industry. It's appreciated, and the people that we met here were terrific and very nice. And I really enjoyed the Icelandic sense of humor. It was sort of it fit with 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 world travel dad's sense of humor, and not many places do. So I'm sure we'll be back to Iceland. We're going to take the city bus in the morning. To save some money, get out to the airport, and then it's on to Norway.